Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 18, Episode 16, One-on-One part two not part three Corey. well i think i got messed up because they named these episodes the exact same as last season so i think it was pulling the episode description from last season's one-on-one part two was it or what was Wait, it what this is but this is still part two not part three didn't you think this was part three i thought it was part three but wasn't this pulling the wrong episode description earlier this it week it was on the TLC schedule momentarily, like for a while, a day, two days, something like that. Was it pulling from the third one, though? No. Is that what threw me off? It no, said it I was think, the final one. No, we just have suffered so long through the first part that you thought that we were already at the third part. It feels like it. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that. And this was our Mary-centered episode. We knew there was going to be one of them. We talked a lot about her. and We had a major bombshell. Well, I think they're sprinkling her throughout some of the other ones because we still did not get to her showstopper information. We had to leave that as yet another cliffhanger like we did last week. The same exact cliffhanger. I will not be silenced. Oh, my voice will be heard. I will no longer be silenced. (laughs) It's so obvious that she's writing a book. And if you didn't know that before... All you have to do is check out her Instagram bio, which says, New York Times bestselling author, dot, dot, dot. There's more to the story. There's more to Becoming Sister Wives, maybe Unbecoming Sister Wife. Oh, that would be a good title. You know how mad she's going to be when we just guessed the name of her book, (laughs) her tell-all book that she's coming out with? Because that's kind of the moral of Mary's entire life story at this point, is that she gets mad at everyone else on the planet for telling her story because she tells her story so fucking slow. We're like, no, dude, we need more information. 
If you're sitting on this story from 13 years ago. Uh, it wasn't that far in the past. Okay, it was. It was. 15. I'm sorry. It was 15 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, because never forget when she released her coordinated divorce press release with Cody. This is what it said. In light of a recent unapproved press release, we feel compelled to share our own truth in our own way, in our own timing. Because People Magazine published an article about how they were divorced without them publicly announcing that they were divorced yet. So even in that situation, Mary did not have control over that information being shared. No, TLC shared it with People Magazine before... She shared it with anybody, apparently. But you're too slow. Stop sitting on information for so long. All right, we'll get into it. What (laughs) is the description for this episode? The Brown family continues to speak one-on-one with host Suki. Mary shares the events leading up to her separation from Cody, while Christine reveals a shocking story involving Cody melting down his wedding ring. Not just melting down. It was melting down his wedding ring. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Is it, if it was her anniversary, is it also her wedding ring? Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's not anymore. Not anymore. It's just raw materials at this point. (laughs) But let's hear the Carly episode rewrite description for this one. Suki finds out she ended Cody and Mary's marriage. Christine confirms an eight year old catfish legend. Robin. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're just rolling with it. Confirmed. Robin confirmed she has a PhD in speaking Cody. It's like an episode of Mythbusters. <laughs> we have busted, confirmed, and confirmed. Should have reread that before we got down here. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Announcements. Shall we? How about a reminder about what's coming up? We have two more parts. Oh, man, I was about to say one more part. Nope, it's still no, two. Two more parts of the one-on-one tell-all. So that's going to take us to December 17th will be that episode. And then we're going to take two weeks off from Sister Wives because there will be no new episode on Christmas Eve or on New Year's Eve. It's because we celebrate those pagan holidays. Right, right. Christmas and New Year's. So happy Christmas and happy New Year if you celebrate. And then... We will be back with Christine and David's two-part wedding special, January 7th and January 14th. Just missed January 6th by one day, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I guess they had other obligations that day. (laughs) Prior engagements. What's new on the Patreon? Corey, what did you recently post? Well, we uh, did a nice movie recap of a Hallmark classic film from 2020. Hold on. I'll remember the name of it because there was 14 of them that went by the same name. It's time for us to come home for Christmas. Yeah. So don't look up any of the other ones of it's time for me to come home for Christmas or time for you to come home for Christmas or time for him to come home for Christmas or time for her to come home for Christmas. Those aren't the ones we're talking about. No, this is the classic, it's time for us to come home for Christmas, where a bunch of strangers receive mysterious invitations to an inn. And nobody questions that. Oh, and it's Christmas time. Right. That's fine. But we get into a lot of other topics as well. It's a real roller coaster of an episode. (laughs) So if you want to go check that out, it's over at patreon.com slash surviving pod. 
where you can also find access to a ton of our archive episodes from seasons one all the way up through 12. Gotta watch out for those dosh hounds. Yeah, you can't trust them. Learn about it. If you're looking for season 13, though, that's because that's going to be part of the rewatch. So after the Christine wedding extravaganza special in January of 2024, we'll be picking back up with our Sister Wives rewatch on a weekly basis, kicking off with season 13, episode one. The move to Flagstaff. That's where we're at. That's what's going to be cooking. And Aspen and Mitch's wedding. Never forget. I still haven't seen it. I've come this far. Have you really never seen I've never any seen clips it. of it? Nope. Wow. I've seen some footage. I've seen some of the hats. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I know. It's the only context I'm going to have. Let's get this pony in the water, huh? Let's get this party started. All right. We have to revisit the looks because I know you had some strong feelings about Mary this episode. Well, this is a very Lord of the Rings episode for me. This is <laughs> content that is geared specifically for Corey. <laughs> Is that what made you think of this? That I'm Mary here for it. Mary was looking very elfish? I think it was just with all of the ring talk, the rings of power, the melding, the forging, the ownership that was involved, and all of the magic in that, I think it lended very well to Mary's ensemble <laughs> where her ears I think it's just where her hair is parted. It makes her ears look pointy. That's not helping. But then she has a very like woodland, foresty green jacket on. It just seems very elfish. Okay. It did look like maybe the color of moss that would grow on the side of a tree. Right. On which side, Carly? (laughs) You think I know that? The cardinal direction. If I am lost in the woods, that's it for me. You'll never hear from me again. I'm not making it through the night. Unless you find a Ramada Inn. (laughs) How about Robin? Robin heavily sedated. My goodness. It seemed like it maybe the first episode, but man, it was confirmed in this part, was it not? Yeah, towards the end of the first episode, she kind of looked like the edible was kicking in, right? <laughs> she had a few of those moments where this episode, she was getting into the sensory mode where she would brush her fingers through her hair but then would kind of repeat that motion a couple more times, even though it's not necessary anymore because you're just becoming hyper aware of that feeling of the hair scraping on your fingers. And what is that doing? (laughs) What is happening? She lingered a little bit in some of her movements. Also her eyes, anytime she blinked, it was a long blink. It was a Xanax blink. Been there, done that, know what that looks like. There were no reactions to any of the clips that were shown to her. She was completely deadpan, beaker frown face from the Muppets, except for the one moment where she saw herself crying at Coyote Pass, and that sent her off into a spiral. (laughs) That was probably the highlight for me. The only person she has empathy for at the entire tell-all is herself. And really, we've not had good reactions. And this was a clip show again. We had to watch a lot of clips of old footage and watch people react. The only ones who are good at it are Christine and Janelle. What was really impressive was how they were able to slip a clip reaction from last year into this one. So they did a sepia flashback clip show presentation of Mary's reaction to Cody saying the shit about how he wouldn't argue with her if she wanted to leave. Right. It was Mary watching herself react during last year's tell-all. 
So we had a sepia tone reaction clip flashback. And she didn't really react. She was smizing throughout all of the clips that she had to watch. Smizing? Yes. Do you not know what smizing means? I don't know what smizing is. All right. That means (laughs) you're not going to like this. We're going to have to put America's Next Top Model on an upcoming episode of uh, the Let's Talk About It poll on the Patreon. Well, we're always looking for something else to recap. So, yeah, that that probably works out. We start off strong because we left off the last episode where Cody was talking about how he just feels like a piece of meat. He's like the pool boy at Janelle's house. Oh, boy. I feel like the pool boy gets more respect than Cody. He does more around the house than Cody does. (laughs) He contributes more to Janelle's household than Cody ever will. But Janelle confirms that she and Cody were very physically compatible. They did not have any issues in that department. Oh, Cody was not hemming and hawing when Suki threw that out there. He He was grunting. Oh, no. He immediately grunts in recognition. Mm. But was that... It didn't seem very convincing. (laughs) You didn't feel like it was a grunt reminiscing on the good times? I feel like there was disappointment in that. (laughs) All right, so maybe they remember things differently. I think think Janelle enjoyed herself as well as she could. I feel like he had to wear his hair up in a ponytail a lot. I think he just couldn't keep up with the demands. Yeah, you think Janelle was a little too rough for him? (laughs) It got scary for Cody, but he can't say that. He won't elaborate on anything else, even though he is the one who basically brought the topic up to discuss by saying he felt like he was only wanted for his pecs and his rock hard abs. Six pack abs, which it's not what those are. But yeah, I thought it was weird that he would bring it up, make that complaint, and then choose to not answer any of Suki's questions as follow up to what ridiculous claim he just made. It does track with the way that Cody holds conversations. At the tell-alls, at the one-on-one conversations with Suki, this is right on par. Again, send prayers up for Suki. At one point, she was rolling her eyes in reaction to what he was saying. She couldn't even help it. This becomes kind of a theme for the episode, though, as we start exploring some of these topics here, where Cody's love with the wives has always been kind of conditional. Kind of conditional. At best. (laughs) (laughs) If it existed at all. They didn't ask Robin about this, but they did ask the other three wives. And every single one of them confirms that they felt like they had to do things in order to earn Cody's love. Whether that was cleaning the house a specific way, making sure that everything was the way that he liked it. Doing things that he told them would help repair their relationship, but then in the end did not. Especially for Mary, where Mary feels like she did all of these things. She gave Cody everything that he ever asked for, but then she never gets credit for it and is never rewarded because she's always just met with, oh, here's another way that you're failing me. So go fix that now. Yeah. The Fidelis didn't get her very far in the end, even though that's all he wants is loyalty. But Mary was not loyal enough, apparently. I would argue that probably the catfish broke the loyalty okay, bond there. Okay, but that was like one blip in time. In all of these years, this woman will not leave despite the way you treat her. It's true. She's not getting the memo. We know that. So I know that that's going to be Cody's excuse. What we're finding out this episode is it's even before the catfish where nothing was good enough. Anything that Mary was doing, whatever she tries to do, Cody was not impressed. But that's a narc tactic, is it not? 
to move the goalpost continuously so that you're confusing someone who you're in a, a relationship with over and over and over again? Well, rewriting history while you're changing all of these different expectations on the fly. And yeah, and then none of those expectations can ever be met. Yeah, you're setting somebody up to impossibly fail. So then what is the way that you do get to have a relationship with Cody? Well, the only answer is all roads lead to Robin. And only Robin, because she's the only one who's going to be able to mediate your relationship and translate Cody fluently for you. She's the Cody whisperer, as we all know, and has been for years. Robin speaks Cody. What's upsetting is that she not only tells the other wives that, she also tells the adult children who she's trying to mediate and meddle in those relationships with Cody as well. I could not when they said she tells the children that as well. Because Janelle was like, oh, yeah, that's this, that's too far for me. Because it was bad enough. Because at least most of the wives, obviously not Mary, but Christine and Janelle were like, no, I think I've been married to this guy long enough. I think I speak Cody. I know Cody pretty well, and he's an adult person. We can interact and function in a conversation without Robin around to be in between. Well, they got to that point eventually, but it sounds like at some point Christine did let Robin do that on their behalf. I think she said she thought Okay, she didn't about actually asking. And then she was like, Whoa, 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 what am I doing? I know Cody. I can talk to Cody. I wonder if it's a coincidence that they turned out to be the first two to leave. The ones who did not have Robin meddling in the middle, convincing them that they should stay. You want to know why? It's because Robin wasn't there to tell them what Cody actually meant. <laughs> That's the whole problem. <laughs> they weren't able to effectively communicate without Robin involved. But she wonders why the kids can't stand her. But then she's doing things like that and being like, well, you can't talk to your dad alone because it's not going to be a good conversation because you don't understand the things he means. He confuses people. Because he just says whatever pops into his head. He has no filter. So she doesn't actually translate. She just filters the things that he says. And she was trying to do that at the picnic table breakup on Coyote Pass with Mary and Cody, where she was telling Cody, nope, you're not in the right headspace to talk about this. I think you should shut up now. Don't don't talk about this. We haven't gone over this script yet. You are off script and you <laughs> should stop talking now. It's so weird. And also it's manipulative, not just towards the wives and the kids, but also towards Cody, because now he's going to have the perception that Robin is the only one who gets me because she continually tells him I'm the only one who understands the words that come out of your mouth. So it adds validity to Robin in everybody's relationship with Cody. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Should we get to the showstopper of this entire tell-all? We had the big one here. Yeah, where Mary is very upset. Upset isn't even a strong enough word. She is livid that her story was told by someone else, that Christine had the nerve to tell the story of what happened to Cody's wedding band when it was his wedding ring from their marriage. Christine kind of gave it a second thought, but... She just went right into the story. She said, I feel like it's not all the way my place. But then she decided to take it upon herself. I'll go ahead and give you the details here, Suki. Catch you up to speed because there is some history here. If we're talking about rings, because 
we weren't even talking about wedding bands. We were talking about Mary pointing out the ridiculous horse ring at the conversation in her kitchen. Well, I mean, that clearly opens it up to a conversation about the importance of rings and maybe why Mary would be pissed off and notice the ring and say something about it. So you can understand why Christine's mind went to that specific event. So Christine gives us the quick rundown where... Prior to Cody marrying Robin, it was around the time when Robin was a courting, but Cody was upset with Mary. Well, he's always upset with Mary. Uh, Yeah, that's not any new information. (laughs) But at that time, he was very upset with Mary. Mary was asking why he wasn't wearing his wedding ring around her. And so she asked for it back, but he told her he had melted it down. Because he didn't want her to have power and control over him through the ring. Right. He doesn't want her to have any control or say on him while he's courting. Was it say on him? It was something weird. Claim Claim on him. A claim. She couldn't have a claim on him, even though she is your first wife. So I think just by being your wife, she has claim on you. But the ring was too much. Well, then wouldn't that make you more suspicious if you were married for the legal divorce process that takes place a couple of seasons into this show? I have a lot of thoughts on that. That would be a red flag then if this has happened because they did not share that information with us. So we didn't know about the ring meltdown story. Okay, we, we need to back up and talk about this. Mary is upset at Christine more than she seems to be upset at Cody at this point. How do you feel about that? I think I understand why Mary is upset. She wanted the exclusive rights to this story. And (laughs) Christine blew her spot up. I understand as a regular person being upset and a little betrayed at this situation. But as a viewer, I'm mad at Mary for having withheld this information from us for so long. When we were watching this show And being given one version of this family, which was clearly not reality. And all of this was going on in the background. And I had to watch her pack up plastic totes and move in a fire that never even happened. And meanwhile, she was sitting on the good stories. So obviously, who comes out in the end as the bad guy? Cody. Because now we have a whole bunch of other stuff to look through with a different lens, adding this context to the earlier seasons now. So Cody is always going to be the permanent villain that nobody will ever agree with or try to defend unless you're Robin. He he is irredeemable after this story. I think this is going to do it. Yeah, this, this is it. So I think it is ridiculous for Mary to be upset with Christine, but I don't think she's mad at her about that situation. She's mad that she lost her exclusive book deal. Okay, you think it's all about the book, that this was a story for the book. This was a story. I was also wondering, so this is not the first time we've heard this story. This story originated from none other than the catfish. This has circulated around the internet since 2015, when the catfish claimed that Cody had Mary's wedding ring, so the ring he used to wear from their wedding, melted down, and that he saved the metal or the gold, whatever, whatever was made out of. That's metal. Okay. (laughs) He saved the gold and the diamonds. But the rest of the story that they did not go into here, which who knows if it's true, 
because this is the the way catfishes operate. They give you some information that's true and some information that's made up so that you continue to be confused and question things. But that those materials were then used to make jewelry for Robin's girls. So maybe that would be another reason why Mary would be upset is if this is giving validity and credibility to the catfish interpretation. So if people are going to then jump to that story and then assume that all of these other things that the catfish said were credible and accurate as well, that would be very upsetting to Mary as well. Yeah, and it's the second time she's had someone betray her by embarrassing her with the story. But it is kind of also Christine's story to tell, isn't it? Because they all had to come to Mary's rescue to go buy a ring that was collectively from all of them. The Clotta ring. Well, it just gets weird, too, because then I don't know how much of this is Christine's story then specifically to share. I think she overshared because she did overstep. Okay, but I want to point out, because everyone has to shit on Suki being an interviewer, that oversharing is because of the relationship that she's been able to build with them by interviewing them multiple seasons in a row. So whether you like her or not, this is how we get good information. Because Christine trusted her enough to tell her this story that was inappropriate. Well, and shit, she showed... Mary, the clip that made her decide to leave Cody last season. So Yeah, damn girl, she's doing a bang-up job. She's doing work over here. (laughs) Let her cook, okay? (laughs) Give her some space. But I think the Clotta ring part, so maybe that was it. If Christine overshared, she could have said something happened to Mary's ring. But that's not fun. I understand, but uh, that's what I'm saying from a personal level, because that is... Kind of an in-depth thing. Here's my thing. Mary, if you're upset, why don't you share some things about Christine's marriage then that you know that hasn't been televised yet? I would like to hear some of those. This is the tell-all we want to be invited to. Tell it all then. If you are upset about that, go ahead. Share some other stuff. What else do you want to throw out there? Get it in the mix. (laughs) The way I almost fell out of my chair when the screen turned black and then it said... Shortly after the one-on-one interviews, Mary learned Christine had shared the story about Cody's first wedding ring. Also, weird way to put it. Cody's first wedding ring. (laughs) Cody's wedding ring with her. I guess there's not a good way to say that, huh? Yeah, it's nondescript. Hmm. And then they had to bring her back to film more to react to this because it did not come up when they filmed with Mary originally. For the one-on-one tell-all footage because this looks like the aside solo interview stuff for next season or... Right, confessional footage. Confessional footage that they were filming with the producer on the couch that they normally do for a regular season. I like how Robin has to deflect right away because Suki did ask Robin about the ring and she has to go immediately to... That was before I was I wasn't around. Uh, that was before I came into the family. So, well, Suki did ask the question by adding in when you around the time you were courting or came into the family, and so that's the only thing Robin heard because she translates all of those types of questions into accusations 
that it was something she did to cause this event to happen. Deflect. So now I have to steer away from that because that happened. It was before I even joined the family. It was before I was ever around. I never had any involvement. Cody didn't even have rings. Um, no jewelry ever around me in my presence ever. I don't, I'm pretty sure that was not even a thing. He didn't even wear a ring. He didn't even wear rings, which if you go back to the first episode uh, in season one of the entire series, you can catch Cody and Robin on a date where Cody is very clearly wearing a ring. When they order the hot chocolate. The hot chocolate patio date. Wasn't that a Mexican restaurant? It was. <laughs> But it didn't look like a good one. It's we'll no just, salsa brava. We'll just have the hot chocolate, please. On the patio where we can freeze our nards off. <laughs> it probably wasn't even that cold. It was like 73 degrees. Robin was like, I think I want hot chocolate. Yeah, because. That was not a good Robin accent. You got to do it again. I don't know. That was, <laughs> yeah, because her her BMI was like 0.5% at that time. So. She just had to drink hot chocolate to keep weight on. Any, yeah, any dip in temperature oh. outside, and she was she feels it subject to frostbite. So everyone else remembers a different set of events, except for her, because Christine claimed that timing, and so did Mary. Because Mary got upset that Christine told this story, Mary's story, but then Mary proceeds to tell. The exact same story with no additional details, with no other context to provide. There really wasn't anything. So Christine did a good job <laughs> so of Christine, telling the story. Christine did a better job than you. <laughs> she probably had to go back and rewrite that portion of the book because she was going to leave it way more vague than that. So now she's all upset. It was the moment that their marriage ended. He, It was like he melted down our marriage. That was a literal sentence from the book, I bet you. That's the name of the chapter, Melting Down Our Marriage. <laughs> chapter five. Mary's going to be so mad at us. <laughs> Not that she listens, but. Unbecoming sister wife. If she's a little salty on I, Friday with friends, oh, we know man. why. If, if I, if we get un, unbecoming sister wives. Sister wife, it would have to be, uh, right? Unbecoming sister wife. Unless they collectively write a book together, which I feel like they should do. They don't have to work together. You just have to have a ghostwriter interview for each of your sections, just like you did the first time. Yeah, but Robin's would just be like blank no, coloring book pages. not Robin. <laughs> Why would she be involved? Because she still views all of them as her sister wives. <laughs> well, I guess she's unbecoming sister wives against her will. So there would be some interesting chapters there about how everyone did this to her and she's a victim. We want to talk about cognitive dissonance. There's going to be a couple of... Examples, prime examples in that book. We didn't tell Robin the title of the book until after it was already published. She can't read. <laughs> Should we start that rumor? <laughs> <laughs> like Leah Michelle, <laughs> Robin can't read. She doesn't write for Muppet Babies and she can't read. Well, I don't know. If she can't read, then how is she using Pinterest? Because she loves, she loves to pin. Well, she did finally figure out the privacy settings. Yes, except for... The God is Love board, which has some interesting things on it that she continues to pin to pretty frequently. God is Love. So that's just going to be a backhanded way to say very passive aggressive things through to motivational people, quotes. To the public who are going to read it. Yeah, like this one. 
When God prunes people out of your life, let him do what he knows is best for you. He sees a Judas before we do. Amen. Amen. I love how it's like, you're so stupid. Just let God eliminate people from your life for you, okay? You don't have to worry about it. Don't make those decisions with well, your who, big brain. Who do you think that was aimed at? <laughs> hmm, people have been dropping like flies in this family, and now it seems like maybe it's a good thing. Just let God, let people work their way out of their out of your lives. Don't fight it. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a Judas in disguise. Well, we know that Robin was pushing for Mary to leave before she started making money, and then she changed her tune, and now she's sad to see her go. That was very interesting. So it sounds like maybe back in the cul-de-sac days, she used to try to convince Mary back, probably around the catfish, it sounded like. Questioning, at least planting some seeds of doubt. We're around the time we're at now in the rewatch where she bought Lizzie's hair to gin. And everyone thought Mary was going to go. And it was like, well, if you're going to leave the family, go be happy, Mary. But now, all of a sudden, she doesn't want her to do it. And she claims it's because Mary told her, don't ever tell me there's no hope ever again. But it just happened to also coincide with her bank account filling up. Those pockets are swole. But Mary didn't leave for all of those years. Not because she was stupid. Not because... She wasn't listening to Cody, but because he was never honest with her. He would say mean things to her. And about her to pretty much anyone who would listen. But he just wouldn't end things with her. He would never say these things to her face about there being no hope left. Probably because he's afraid of Mary. I would say that's top of the list of reasons why Cody is keeping a lot of this to himself when he's in the same room as Mary. I mean, it did seem like he said a lot of these things to her. They were maybe like vagaries, but the sentiment was there. So she just wouldn't accept that. She needed him to say the actual words of, I don't want to be with you anymore, Mary. I could see him being way more upfront about his feelings with other people, though. I think he's still used to veiling a lot of information when he communicated with Mary. (laughs) Well, clearly, because Janelle was like, I don't know. He was telling me every day that there was no hope with Mary, that their marriage was over. So I figured he had just told her that too. I, I had no idea. He said it to me so much that I thought he said it to her also. But then what a horrible situation, because then all of your other wives are going around Mary and they're like, why is she still here? Because we know how Cody feels about it. He tells me all the time he can't stand this lady. And here she is still stringing along. Chanel made me laugh. With <laughs> If he didn't tell her, that's like uncool. Don't be like uncool. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer, man. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He kind of defends this whole thing, though, in ending their marriage by saying... I'll always love her. I'm always going to love Mary, but I can't be in love with her because it's not safe. Some more stolen therapy talk. That's a favorite of Mary's, though, about safe spaces and safety and walls. So we're just going to weaponize that against her. She does do the walls. Yeah. Can Mary write a book? Because I feel like all of these people in this family have alluded to so many things about their dislike of her. Things that she has done in the past that gave them every right to not want to have a relationship with her anymore. Won't the floodgates just open and people say things if she says anything even remotely negative about them in her book? Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Boy, that'd really be something, huh? (laughs) The content we've all been dying for. Yeah. uh, McKelty, Gwen, I'm going to need you guys to start filming videos and just prepare them proactively for the minute this book gets released. The only other interesting thing that we learned was that Mary confirmed the timeline that I originally suspected, which was that she and Cody had this anniversary dinner back in April. Or whenever. (laughs) (laughs) Sometime around their anniversary. And during the dinner... Cody said to her, I don't want to have a relationship with you anymore, but let's keep it on the DL because I can't really deal with any more public judgment. There's already so much negativity coming my way. So if we could just keep this our little secret and you can continue to look like a dumbass, that would be convenient for me. Well, because I'll keep bashing you behind your back. Okay. What was rich about that was that where he said that quote about how it's not safe to be with her, be in love with her. He also said, I'm not going to run the bus over her or drive the bus over her, whatever. <laughs> because this is a very painful time for Mary. I know it's it's embarrassing. It's broken heart. <laughs> if anybody has had a bus driven over them and then backed up in reverse and driven over them again repeatedly on the show, it's Mary Brown. So they had their anniversary dinner and then she keeps quiet for like six months She gets to the tell-all for season 17. She's sitting there with Sookie in September watching Cody opening his big mouth about how their relationship was over, marriage was done, he considers himself divorced, she can go find someone else for all he cares. And she got pissed because he said that publicly, just like she didn't like Christine telling the story about the ring publicly, and she didn't like People Magazine telling the public her business. Well, I think she's... More than validated in that because she was bringing it up at the anniversary dinner. Hey, if you don't want to be in a relationship with me anymore, that makes sense. Let's 
document that as part of the storyline for the show and keep it public. And Cody's like, no, 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 no. That uh, I'm not looking to do all that. It's going to be really, really reflecting on me very poorly, and I'm not open to that amount of criticism. There's all these new podcasts that are out, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to catch any more heat for this. Right. Well, it was incredibly shitty of him to then reverse that and decide he's going to talk about it publicly when he felt like it. But when then not, she has no idea that he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, not clue her in on it and not in, involve her in that decision making process. He's just deciding. I feel like talking about it publicly now, so I'm going to go ahead and and bash Mary. Okay. Well, so I guess Christine kind of did the same thing. A little bit. <laughs> In context, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, okay, all right. (laughs) Well, this keeps happening. So maybe she should just tell us when things are happening. Tell us the good information. Don't wait 15 years. Just start talking. That happened in September. And then like a month, maybe two later, they had that meeting on Coyote Pass where they broke up with Robin. Yeah, because Cody and Mary, they were done before they ever set foot on Coyote Pass. Robin needed to have this conversation again. That was part two, and we have two more hours to look forward to, Corey. We still haven't had Mary's book announcement. We still haven't met David. If there's no book announcement, I'm going to lose my mind. We still haven't had Robin yelling to the heavens, but we keep seeing that in every single preview as well. Was that the one? I'm not being dramatic, Christine. Which is a very dramatic thing to say. I'm very excited about that because in the next episode description... They talk about there being a personality test. And I think that's what Christine's talking about in the clip where she's saying this personality type loves drama, Robin. And so that's why Robin was all shitty and was like, I'm not just being dramatic. Oh, boy. So I'm very excited. Did they take like a Myers-Briggs personality test or? Maybe we'll have to take one before the next episode and then we can review our results as well. (laughs) Okay. That sounds good. (laughs) So next episode, in part three of this one-on-one interview special, Cody talks about sabotaging his relationship with Robin. Sookie discovers how a personality test might have contributed to the family drama, and Christine reveals her engagement to David. Reveals? (laughs) (laughs) Is Christine going to get mad at TLC for blowing up her engagement announcement by... Showing all these commercials for her wedding special that's happening in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the world of reality TV, baby. Exclusive rights to People Magazine. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.